Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah. And I'm Anali. And welcome to season two of the Through Faith Podcast. And we are so excited that you decided to join us today. And if this is your first time, we're just going to kind of give you a rundown on who we are and what we're about and everything like that. So if you want to. All right. So um, we started this podcast as a way uh, to filter or give out the wisdom and um, just faith journey that we've been on and wisdom that we've gained along the way Mm -hmm. and just sharing what we've learned so far. And we're more like um, dating based is kind of what we try to stick to. We have like a few or one or two episodes, I think, in season one that aren't really um, relationship based. But really, that's kind of what we try to do. We try to, um, you know, share what we've learned and we're just kind of like learning with you guys and trying to share um, how to have a Christian relationship, how to have um, God as the center of your relationship. And that's just kind of what we're about. Um, but anyways, if you've been with us before, welcome back. Um, and if not, we are so, like I said, we're so glad that you're here. But season one, um, you know, we just kind of decided to throw ourselves out there. We decided to, you know, we've really been thinking about this for like the past year. And we were just one day like, let's just do it. Let's just try it. Let's see how it goes. Like we'll do our own research. And we did. So here we are. And the first episode of season one was like how to wait well. We've got, we've done one on fruits of the spirit. We did um, back to school, um, struggles going back to school. I think those were the two, going back to school and the fruits of the spirit were the ones that um, weren't really relationship based, but the rest of them are. And then we ended season one with our testimonies and they were two separate ones. Um, the quality on them, it sounds a little bit different since, like, we're not together in a room, um, but we wanted to have, like, our own separate stories to tell, and, you know, those are all still there. If you want to hear about our journey, um, up until now, then we suggest go listen to those, but... Um, if you listen to those, normally we do a question of the week and we still plan on incorporating that into our episodes, but today's a little bit different because we wanted to do a Q&A. So we're not going to do the question of the week this week, but like I said, we're going to be incorporating that later on. So I guess we'll just kind of go ahead and get started unless you have anything else to add like with season two or anything. I don't think so. Um, so with our Q&A, we asked y'all to um, put some questions into a Google form. And so these are questions that have been submitted from y'all and we're just going to uh, talk through them. Yeah. Okay. So question one, and this isn't in like any particular order. We're just <laughs> reading down from the form. And like I said, like these are all anonymous. We said that and it's true. I promise we don't know who submitted these. We're just going down the list. So the first one says, what are your favorite books of the Bible? We were talking about this before. I don't think, there's only like one or two that we've read through, like, all the way through, <laughs> I think, yeah, which sure. was, you know, we started a reading plan together, and we read through John. We read through all of John. I did like that. 
Um, but as far as, I guess, like, stories, um, that are in books of the Bible, I like Esther and, um, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't have just, like, a favorite, you know, book of the Bible, but I do like Esther, I like the story of Esther, and I do like John, just because it's, I mean, it's the gospel, it (laughs) gives a summary of literally everything, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, like, Hannah said, we haven't done a whole, or we haven't read through a whole, many whole books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, John was probably one of my favorites because it was the first one that we read and it was really easy for me to understand. But, yeah. um, as far as like an entire book, I haven't studied enough of yeah. a lot of them to be able to compare mm-hmm. and choose which one would be my favorite. So, yeah. and I'm like, I'm trying right now because I'm reading through, I've read a little through a little bit of Genesis. I'm trying to read through it chronologically through that podcast called The Bible D Group, and Mm -hmm. they do, like, five-minute summaries each day over a couple chapters of the book that you're reading, and so I've been doing that, and I like it so far, so I'll give an update on that later, but I'm trying to read through more books of the Bible, but those are just kind of our favorites, I guess, as of right now. Yeah. Okay, so for our next question, we have, how did you meet your current boyfriend? (laughs) We thought one of our boyfriends sent this in. Those who were reading it were like, did you send this in? They were both like, no. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe somebody's just interested, but that's okay. So, I don't know. You can go first if you want to. All right. Um, so, my current boyfriend, his name is Caleb, and we met um, through House Church, which is something that our yes. church does um, <laughs> at um, somebody's house. You just meet up on Wednesdays, and we met through there. Um, it's funny because the first time we went, Hannah was like, I think you'd be really cute with that guy in the glasses. I was like, oh, yeah, he's pretty cute. And then on the last um, the last house church of the semester, he ended up coming to me and, like, asking for a Snapchat. And, we and I, like, I, like, slipped away. Like, because <laughs> they were talking, and I was just like, oh, I got to go sign this thing. And I just, like, slipped away. Yep. The rest is history. The rest is history. Yep, so we went on our first date two days after we started talking, and we've been together ever since. Yep. Um, my boyfriend's name is Jackson, and he and I met through a mutual friend, and it actually took us a while, like, after we started talking, before we, like, actually went on a first date, because I was kind of stubborn, and I didn't want to, and <laughs> I just, you know, and so, um... And then there was, like, one day I was going, um, because we live about, like, 20 minutes away from each other in, like, different towns, so there was one day where I had to, I had some family there that I was going to see, and I was like, I mean, you know, like, if you want to hang out tonight or something, like, we can, you know, so just to see, and so he was, like, preparing and, like, all nervous, and I, like, didn't really try, and I just showed up, like, he showed up, like, 30 minutes early to the first date, and I was, like, barely on time, um, but yeah, that's pretty much um how we met, and then we went on a few dates after that, and here we are. But yeah, cool. Um, and then and these questions are kind of like all over the the place because we said that we wanted you guys as serious, funny, like whatever. So it goes from like this one, and then it's like pancakes or waffles. Like, <laughs> so we can go ahead and answer that one. Pancakes or waffles, man? Um, shoot, that's a really good question. Honestly, <laughs> favorite question. Um. <laughs> Probably pancakes. Same. I don't like waffles, but I love pancakes. I, I don't have a problem with waffles, but they're so, they get so soggy so quickly. I don't like the like... ridges. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, no I know what you mean. That's I don't like, I don't like how, like, 
when I put syrup on my pancakes, like, I like how it, like, evenly distributes. I hate when I put it on waffles and it gets stuck in those little ridges and stuff. It makes it soggy. Yes. I don't like waffles. I completely agree End of story. Pancakes are better. Yep. Just kidding. I mean, if you like waffles, it's okay, but... I mean, we respect your opinion (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) We'll respect your opinion, but pancakes all the way. Okay. Um, and you can read the next one. Okay. So, the next one that we got was, how do you know if your ex is over you? That one's kind of, that's a big question, but it's a it's good a very question. loaded question. Yeah, that's a big question because it's just, okay, well, I guess, I mean, we all know, like, breakups are hard, and I can say, like, you're not really gonna be over your ex as soon as it happens. Like, you're probably gonna be in denial, and me and Manali have discussed, we want to do, like, we want to dedicate a whole episode to something like this question and to breakups, and we're actually going to be incorporating that in season two this season, so stay tuned for that. But to answer this question, I would say, um, probably when you just don't really have, you're not, you don't feel anything for them, you're not checking in on them anymore, um, and you're just gonna know, and like I said, that takes, like, time, and you're just gonna, you know, you're not gonna be worried about what they're doing anymore, you're not gonna be worried about who you, who they're with, um, because I know that that takes time, too, like, you're constantly checking in on them, like, do they even care, like, and when you don't care anymore, you, you don't care about them, you don't care about what they're doing, but just to kind of, like, I guess, plug this a little bit, cutting off any communication on social mm-hmm. media, text message, etc., really, really helps speed up the process. I'll say that. Like, even blocking them if you have to. It's not mean. It's not rude. Because I know girls can use that as an excuse. Oh, well, I don't want to be mean. It's not mean. You have to do what you have to do to get over them, you know, and they have to understand that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I'm, I'm sure we'll explain this further in another episode, but I think it depends on if you're talking about, like, from a girl's perspective, a boyfriend, or mm-hmm. from a girl's perspective, a boyfriend. Because, I definitely just said the same thing twice. <laughs> the opposite of each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a boyfriend yeah. or a girlfriend. Because I know girls tend to face breakups immediately after they happen. So, oh, yeah. You're going to see girls typically get over a breakup a little bit quicker than a guy yeah. is because guys typically try to push those emotions away and, like, mask it with things like maybe another girl or, like, alcohol or just, like, just doesn't want to face those emotions right then and they distract themselves until they get to the point where they can't distract themselves and anymore. And to kind of, because that was a great point, like, when we say girl, it hits girls immediately, it hits girls immediately. When we say it doesn't hit guys till later, it doesn't hit guys till, like, five six seven months later sometimes sometimes even a year like that is literally just how it is I don't know why but there have been so many studies overall like that is just kind of yeah so a lot of the times you may not even see that your ex like when your ex is over you so Mm -hmm. you don't really like as far as you're concerned you're probably not going to see when your ex is over you unless you see like pictures with another person or something but even then that may not be fair to judge whether your ex is completely over you or not Mm -hmm. yeah that's actually a great point like you're not gonna I think I accidentally blended two of these questions in one that's my bad the one question was how do you know if you're over your ex and then the other question was how do you know if your ex is over you but we kind of just answered both of that um but yeah you're not really gonna see um if your ex is over you um 
especially if you follow along with like what you mm-hmm. said, like you yeah cut off that communication. You yeah. don't want like it's not your job to see their healing yeah. process. Just like you don't want to, you don't yeah. want them to see your healing process. Yeah, honestly, like it's I know it's easy for us to say, but like don't worry about if they're over you or not. That's not your concern anymore. There is honestly like I hate to say it, like there's a reason you're exes and you need to be exes. Mm-hmm. You know, in whatever way that looks like to you, it has to be that way. But honestly cutting them off social media text message like that is the best way to get over them and you know it might be good for help them get over you too so but yeah yeah I agree with that's just to kind of answer that question okay so moving on to the next one we have what does living your faith look like to you on a daily basis um I would say that you definitely have to make difficult decision, de- <laughs> decisions and choices every day. Um, living out your faith is a very intentional thing that mm-hmm. happens day by day. Um, and I think that that definitely looks like, you know, reading the Bible and the Word or devotionals or whatever it is that works for you during your quiet time. I think a quiet time is very important for a daily basis, like, relationship with God, like, that has to happen because those private moments um, help you face the big public moments. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, and sometimes it's making hard decisions. And there are days, like, honestly, I'm admitting this, like, I've gone without reading my Bible every day, and I notice a huge difference Mm -hmm. in my faith from a day-to-day basis. Um, And it's very you know, I don't just read the Bible to make me feel better, but you can definitely tell, like, I'm reminded every day that God is with me when I do have my quiet time and everything, and I don't get caught up in all the worldly things, but yeah, it's just making, I think, decisions to, you know, stay, you know, on the path God has for you every day. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It definitely is an intentional thing, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, there are, like, I mean, there's always going to be decisions that you have to make, whether it's going to align with God's plan or with the devil's plan and um yeah being able to have that quiet time and fill your soul up with uh the word of God helps you to be able to decipher which is going to benefit you more and which is going to honor God in the long Mm -hmm. run or in the short run too yeah um but yeah yeah and then the next question if you want to read that one um, what was your main inspiration or point you knew God was wanting you to do the podcast? That's a good question because we don't really know. <laughs> well, we do know and we don't know at the same time. Like, um, kind of like we said, we, like a year, it is not, well, we keep saying a year ago. It was like a year and a half ago now, probably. Yeah. Um, Manali had her faith page, which she's talked about in previous episodes, and then, one day, like, I came to her, I was like, what if we, like, did a podcast? But I was, like, literally just, like, an idea. And she's like, that would be, like, really cool. Like, I think if you can figure out, like, how to do that, like, we'll do it. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. But, like, then we never spoke of it again until, like, way later. And then we we're like, hey, like, let's start thinking about this podcast thing again. But we didn't know that at the time we were not ready for a podcast. We were especially not ready to have a dating podcast. We were not in a place, our circumstances weren't ready and we just couldn't really figure out why the podcast thing wasn't really coming together why we didn't really feel the motivation to go ahead and start it right then and there but yeah if you want to like take over there yeah um I think part of like the main inspiration like what it came from was like my faith page is what got us started that was Mm -hmm. the basis of what we built it off of 
But also, um, with it being a majority of dating podcasts, Hannah and I, if you listen to our testimonies, you can hear about, like, some uh, of our past and, like, relationship things that we had went through in the past. Is, and um, a lot of what we went through is stuff that, unfortunately, a lot of girls and guys, too, struggle with in relationships today. But it was a lot for... 16, 17, 18-year-olds to face at one time. Mm -hmm. And so we had gained so much wisdom from that, and God was able to heal our hearts and be able to uh, regurgitate like this. That's a really weird word to use. (laughs) Share. (laughs) This wisdom and this like um, just things that we've learned. Healing that we've learned from Mm -hmm. these past relationships. And we knew that that wasn't something that was meant to keep to ourselves and that we were supposed to share that. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the podcast came from. And both me and Manali around the same time really felt and saw God working in our lives. And once we saw that, we were like, oh my gosh, like we have to share this with people. Like it's not just us that's going through relationship things like this. Like it's other girls and other guys too. Um, and then one day we met up with some friends who kind of explained, it was during the summer, right? Wasn't it during the summer? Yeah. We met up with some friends who told us kind of how to get a podcast started. Um, and we, we thought we were kind of set back because it seemed like there was like a lot of equipment and money that went into it. And then we kind of just did, you know, we were like, well, let's see if there's like an alternate, alternate way. Um, and so actually one of the resources that was given to us we figured we could just do everything on it, and that's Anchor. So we, you know, we haven't had to spend anything, and we've just been doing this, like, from our homes and sometimes our workplace, and here we are. And, you know, God opened the door for us, and yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is, what is your advice on how to handle peer pressure during your teen and college years when everybody else is doing it? That's a good question. That is a great question. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go. Okay. Um, this is definitely something that I struggle with freshman year, especially not having like a big, um, like especially what what semester was it? Fall semester of freshman year of college. Um, I struggled with it a lot because I didn't have a big, like biblical influence on my life. Um, I had Hannah, but she was at college, so she wasn't really around. And then the I wasn't people, there for very long, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, if you go listen to her testimony, you can hear about that. <laughs> and the people that I was hanging out with at that time were not biblical type of people. And so um, my advice would be to make sure that, like, you have that quiet time and to mm-hmm. fill your soul up with the Lord with the Lord of God, with the word of God. (laughs) (laughs) And because whenever you do that, you're reminded of what God says and like what the plan is supposed to be. And you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, even looking at other people, like having sex before marriage, you're like doing all these things that you're not supposed to be doing. Um, you're reminded reading the word that, you know, God says, this is not what you're supposed to be doing or, I, like, there are bigger plans for you than sacrificing your mm-hmm. eternal life for these yeah, things. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it is really hard. Like, I'll give it, like, it is hard to face peer pressure between, like, even some of your close friends. You know, the older you get, it can be sad because you keep seeing more and more of your friends that fall into that peer pressure. And I think that's kind of what 
stuck me and Manali together. Like, we were kind of there to help hold each other accountable not to fall into things like that. And when I say things, I'm like, alcohol, you know, like, underage drinking, parties, you know, just things that, like, I don't know, illegal activities. Yeah. Um, things that, you know, don't reflect that Christian lifestyle. Um, and, you know, you really, really have to be strong in your faith to face those things. And that, like we said, happens in the quiet time. And I guess my advice would be to have that accountability partner who is aware that you don't ever want to fall into those things and make sure that they're holding you accountable. But I do know like from experience like that's not always you know available because I feel like so many people are like oh you need to find that biblical community you need to find those people to surround yourself with I even know like being in college right now that's hard to find like it just doesn't come you know especially in high school you're limited to a certain group of people um you have to rely on God and I mean like if if he is all you have that's all you need um Mm -hmm. and pray for that person to come into your life God's got you but you know, you have to be strong in your faith to get through those teen and college years until it doesn't really affect you anymore because you're old enough to understand what that stuff does to people your age. So, yeah. Yeah, prayer is a big one, too. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that one. Um, and then the next one, if you want to read that one. Okay. Um, our favorite Christian song. Hmm. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, mine is The Secret Place by Phil Wickham, and, like, there's somebody else, there's, like, a girl that sings it with him, but I, I'm so sorry, I don't know her name, but she's a really good singer, um, but I do know, like, it's a Phil Wickham song, and actually, um, that was, like, the first song that my boyfriend sent me whenever we were talking, and I, like, loved it so much, and it kind of just, like, kept popping up, too, and I didn't really listen to it that much, and, like, I've listened to the words of it, and it's just, it's a pretty song, like, I feel like, it's just, it's a good song. My favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine would be Available by Elevation Worship. We've been singing it a lot at church recently. And it is just, it like, it speaks to my heart every time. Because, mm-hmm. like, it talks about being available to God and, like, what that looks like. And it's just so, it's so pretty, first mm-hmm. of all. But it also has a really good message behind mm-hmm. it that really kind of, like, fills your soul up every time you listen mm-hmm. to it. Can I give, like, honorable mentions? I love <laughs> Closer by LifePoint Worship. That's my, ro- my or I guess my ex-roommate, I don't know, from my one semester of college, um, she actually got me on that one, and it was so pretty. Like, and I wasn't in, like, a great place then, and that one, like, really, like, listening to the words, I love that one. And then also, like, I guess the more recent one is My Jesus by, I think, Ann Wilson. Have you heard, you've heard that one, or no? I think you've played it for me yeah, before. Yeah, I love that one. It's just... It's just, like, a good jam, I feel like. One more honorable mention yeah. would be um, God Be by Chris Renzima, maybe? I don't, I don't think, think that's I've how you that say his last name, but it's a very, very pretty good song. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is, ooh, I like this one. Do you ever catch yourself in a spiritual drought? What are the best ways to prevent it? Yes, yes, and yes. I Yeah. <laughs> um, probably more often than I think any of us would really like to admit. Yeah. But yeah, spiritual drought is a thing. And I think a big misconception with Christians um, these days is that, like, you have to be on fire for Jesus all day, every day. Like, they think that worshiping God and having a relationship with God is just the spiritual high And that's not really what it looks like all the time. Yeah, you're going to get those, but that's not what 
defines or having a relationship with God. And um, sometimes people can actually mistake that for spiritual drought. Um, but I really think spiritual drought is, you know, you haven't really been reading during your quiet time like you're really supposed to. Or um, you haven't really been spreading the gospel like you're supposed to. Or really, like, you know, had that light in light of Jesus in you, you know. Um, and I just, I think the best ways to prevent it is really, like, even on the days that it's hard is read your Bible, read the Word, like, because there are days, like, it really is hard to pick up the Bible, like, and I hate, like, to admit that, but sometimes it is hard, like, during a spiritual drought, um, but holding yourself accountable and picking a certain time each day, um, I like to do it, and I used to do it at nighttime, and then I got to the point where I was, like, I'm so tired, like, I don't want to read my Bible, and then now I read it either during the day or in the morning, um, and that's really, really helped. Not only that, it sets a foundation for your day and how it's kind of going to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree, making sure that you're holding yourself accountable. But also, um, yes, I do catch myself in spiritual droughts. I, to be completely honest, I've been kind of going through one here recently. Just have been so, like, exhausted and just yeah. kind of unmotivated. And that's just being honest. Yeah. But, um... The best ways to prevent it is holding yourself accountable because, I mean, there are nights... Because I usually read my Bible at night. Oh, my gosh, I did not mean clap. I usually read my Bible at night, and so there's um, times where I, like, have to force myself to get out of bed and make sure, like, I'm mm-hmm. intentionally plugging into the Bible and, like, making sure that my intentions behind it are to honor God, not just to check it off my list for the day. Yeah. But um, Oh, yeah, that's a big one, too. Sometimes you're like, okay, I read my Bible for the day, like, I'm done, but you're, you didn't get anything out of it, you know? Exactly. But in whenever whenever you are going through spiritual droughts, just being just having grace on yourself too, because yeah. I know like like Hannah said, there is a stereotype behind like the spiritual high all the time. Well, in reality, that it happens, but not as often as a lot of Christians portray it to happen. It's not a relationship with God. It's not yeah. like at all. But um, so just having grace on yourself whenever you are going through that spiritual drought, and just because like you know, you aren't as in touch with God during that time doesn't mean, like, that you're any less or that you've messed up. Just just being okay. Like, I mean, get yourself back to that point, of course, but just giving yourself grace where it's needed because yeah. I know I can beat myself up about that kind of stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah, me too. It's because the world is like, you have to be on fire for Jesus, and no, you don't. <laughs> like, yes, you need, well, I said, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do need to, I guess, I don't know how they define it, but being on fire for Jesus is not like, you know, screaming his name all the time, having to have this like passion in you, you know, it's, it is accountability. It's holding yourself accountable. It's praying to God. And sometimes that's hard and that's okay. Mm Um, okay. And the next one, who is your favorite Christian artist? Um, I don't know that I listened to one specific artist. Yeah, I actually, I I agree with that, actually. I don't have a favorite Christian artist because I listen to so many random songs. And to be honest, I don't even know who sings them. I don't pay attention to who sings them. Like I said, like, I feel like my boyfriend's kind of gotten me on Phil Wickham because he loves Phil Wickham. And so I've kind of, like, listened to a lot of his songs. I really like him. Um, But other than that, I don't just have a specific favorite Christian artist. I have a lot of Christian songs I like, but not really an artist, so... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 
Um, and then the next one is, what is the one thing you love most ab above all others about your boyfriend and why? <laughs> and, um, like I said, we thought this was our boyfriend, but I guess, <laughs> um, that's okay. If somebody wants to know, that's cool. So, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Okay. Um, for one thing that I love most, it'd probably be, like, the joy that he carries. Um, this is something that really attracted me to him when we first started dating was that his smile and just the way that he carries himself is like it seriously lights up any room and that's we have not... a we have a joke that like he's he's always smiling cuz he, he is, is. <laughs> he is like seriously one of the happiest people that I've ever met like even whenever he's like stressed and stuff like he's still <laughs> laughing and smiling about it I'm just like how in the actual heck are you dealing with this like that <laughs> but that would probably be would probably be one of the uh, things I love most about him or just the way that he loves me because there is I mean it, it takes a lot to yeah to love people and he does an excellent and amazing job at it so that'd probably yeah. be it's both kind of cliche but <laughs> yeah it's fine um I would say I guess about my boyfriend I, I have like two things I'm gonna cheat a little bit um but I guess the first one is like he is very very like patient like, even, like, with me, because sometimes I like to, you know, like, I, I think I am faced with something, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, how am I gonna do this, and he's like, it's okay, like, it's fine, and he's patient, and he, you know, he's calm in situations like that, and I'm like, what are we gonna do, and he's like, it's okay, <laughs> and he's very patient with that, and one of the things that, like, attracted me to him, and that, like, I loved about him since the very beginning, was he's very, like, um, I could tell he was really strong in his faith and he really holds himself accountable and he holds me accountable too. And it's like in a spiritual sense and whether that's like reading my Bible or like going to church, like if we don't have a reason to miss church, like we're not going to. And that's one, like I love that about him. So yeah. That's so good. All right. Next question. Favorite movie. Oh, <laughs> These are so man. like, <laughs> These I are so like skipping around. Like... Hmm. Okay, my favorite movie. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. My favorite movie <laughs> oh, wow, thanks. No, <laughs> would be yeah. probably The Greatest Showman. They have what? the best music ever. <laughs> it's like you a little concert every time you listen to it. If you listen to our last season one, she said that her favorite one was like 13 going on 30, and now it's The Greatest Showman. I've never heard you talk about The Greatest Showman. <laughs> That's just usually my go-to. Did you watch it recently? No, but I've been listening to the music. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's just... Okay, um... Just such a good movie. Unpopular opinion. I don't like The Greatest Showman. <laughs> and That's I, probably because we no, ruined listen, it for you in the movie theater. Because remember true. we were all singing it? That is true. I did, I'll say, I love the soundtrack of The Greatest Showman. And then I watched it, and I was like, this movie's kind of bad. And I, that's, that's I so just go, I'm not, I'm not a fan. But if, I'm not going to judge you if you are a fan. It's okay. It's okay that that's your favorite movie. I'm glad you respect my opinion. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Mine is a tie between, okay, Legally Blonde is, like, my all-time, like, favorite. Um, I For Christmas, I want a sweatshirt. I asked my mom for a sweatshirt that has Elle Woods on it. And it says, um... Elle Woods 2024. <laughs> it's so cute. I really, really want it. But um, I love Legally Blonde, and then I love um, 13 Going on 30. I can watch that movie over and over and not get tired. It's just I can like, also watch that movie. Yeah, it's a, I've kind of forgot about it's it. It's such a feel-good movie. Me and Manelle used to watch that all the time when we were younger, like middle school days, 
And now, like, we haven't stopped. Like, we both love that movie still. It's like our comfort movie. It's a pick-me-up for sure. It is a pick-me-up movie. Um, but yeah, those are our favorites. Um, and then the next one is, what's the, I guess this kind of goes into one of our other ones. What's the best way to stay motivated in your faith day-to-day? Um, that's a good one, because it's kind of, like, some days it can be hard, um, to stay motivated in your faith day-to-day, but this one, I will say, I really think a lot of it comes from the people that you surround yourself with, um, whether it be your parents, your boyfriend, your friends, like, you have to have people speaking encouragement and truth to you, you know, and it's okay to go to people and be like, hey, like, today I'm just, like, I don't know, like, I'm feeling down today, like, I'm feeling, like, not really, you know, on fire for God, or I'm not, I'm not, I don't even feel like reading my Bible today, you know, you need to bring that to people who are going to encourage you and be like, I know you don't feel like it, but you need to, because God's really going to speak to you in this moment, so I think, um, how you stay motivated, like, you can, you need to bring that to others so they can encourage you, and you also need to bring that to God and ask God for that motivation, so... Yeah, I agree with that. Um, accountability partners, like, biblical community in general plays such a big role in your faith. Like, I think it took me a really long time to realize just how important it is to surround yourself with a good, like, couple of people that are going to always hold you accountable and be that biblical friend for you. But um, another way to stay motivated, and this is kind of what keeps me accountable whenever, like, I don't go to somebody else about it, is... Just reminding yourself of how deserving God is to have your time mm-hmm. and your worship um, go to Him. Because there are times where I'll be like, you know, I just, I think I'm going to go to sleep instead of reading my Bible yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, and then I'll just like sit there, like be thinking about going to bed. And then I'm like, well, let's just think about how much God has done for us in the past, mm-hmm. even a couple of months. Yeah. And does, isn't he so much more deserving of your time and of your weary heart than your sleep is? Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Um, that's, a, that's a great perspective, actually. That's, um, you know, something that is really going to hold you, like, holding yourself accountable is waking up and thinking about, like, what do you have to be thankful for today? And I know that sounds cliche, but it really will change your perspective. Like, God woke me up today. That's mm-hmm. a blessing in itself. God, like, my whole family is healthy, and that's a blessing. You know, I, you know, think of all the blessings you have and how undeserving we are of those blessings. But God's given them to you because he loves us, mm-hmm. and he's a good God. But, yeah. Um. So, for our last question, we have, how firmly are you willing to stand for what you believe? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who this one (laughs) but it's okay um okay so I think that there's a way to this is a good question actually I think that there's a way to go about standing for what you believe because I think people can mistake it as no matter how rude you have to be to someone stand firm in what you believe so yes should you always stand firmly in what you believe yes but I think that there's a way to go like for a Christian there's a way that you need to know when to speak about it and when not to speak about it. And um, there's a way to be respectful um, about what you, because everybody, I do believe everybody is entitled to their own belief and opinion. Um, and you need to be like respectful of that, but you don't need to let go of what you believe. You don't need to change what you 
truly believe based off of just something that like what somebody says but you need to be respectful and you don't need to you don't need to slander somebody else's belief to get to stand for what you believe does that make sense yeah to Um, get your point across yeah and I think for Christians that can actually be a big downfall for Christians or just people in general yeah but um there's a way to be respectful there's a time to speak about it and there's a time not to speak about it so yeah there is a verse that um comes to mind whenever we start talking about this and it was um be quick to listen and slow to speak and Mm -hmm. I think that kind of applies for like believing uh willing to stand for what you believe because I think now you can correct me on this but um standing for what you believe isn't always speaking out it's showing how you like acting it out you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying so like um that's just like as Christians like we're called to love others well we're not gonna go screaming at people you need to love your neighbor like we're gonna show that to people yeah we're gonna like love them how they are and we're gonna show what it means to be a Christian yeah yeah and like you said just not you do not have to step on other people's heads to get your point across and Mm. uh, especially with how political everything is today I know that's hard and um, regardless of what party you associate associate yourself with and everything um there is a loving and graceful way to um talk about what you believe and Mm -hmm. what you stand for without um being uh rude about it so absolutely but yes we are very firm (laughs) we're very (laughs) yeah we're very firm in what we believe but I don't think that being super firm in what you believe is like screaming and being disrespectful and you know so there is a way to go about it in love and in grace so yeah yeah but that was our last question so I don't know how long this episode is gonna be (laughs) we'll see um okay that was a good I think first episode for season two um just kind of to give the base of it we got some good topics that we want to talk about for this season and we're really really excited for this Mm -hmm. season we feel more prepared we I mean it's going to get better with each season but we feel more prepared um for this season and we're actively working on things and um you know we're trying to get more stuff like on our social media and things like that so just stay tuned so yeah is that it do you have anything else to add no okay well we will see you guys in the next episode bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.